When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune with a special guest today, an industry expert that has been in the business for a long time now, Tom Cloud from his firm, Cloud Hard Assets. Uh, first of all, Tom, thanks for coming on. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing fine, man. It's always a pleasure to get on and help educate people about what's going on in the metals world. Well, great. You know, I want to get into the to the main topics of this video, but real quick for my viewers that may not be familiar with you, can you just give them a quick background on your history in this sector as well as what you do at uh, Cloud Hard Assets? Well, basically at this point, uh, we just do gold, silver, platinum, palladium, physical, and uh, I mean, I've got a long track record, successful track record. I've been on boards of major corporations. I've been on boards of uh, sports, uh, NFL, and different players that have set up trust. I've done all that. But really, primarily what we do now is try to get a mix to help people put precious metals as a percentage. I work a lot with money managers that call and say, my client wants to put 10% into metals. What do you recommend and why? And uh, then a lot of people want to know about storage and I can sit here and say I'm the store, lowest storage rate in the world in Comex Warehouse. Uh, here's a guy I've been doing this 42 years, but I've earned my reputation by never being sued and doing what I said I'll do with very low markups. And then, like I said, deciding whether the client wants delivery of the metal or whether the client wants to store it. And we have options in you know, Singapore, Cayman Islands, New Zealand, but mostly in uh, the United States and Canada at uh, extremely low uh, rates. And uh, we're always happy to talk about about that with clients, too. So that's what I spend most of my day doing is doing a lot of talk with financial advisors that are, are seeking to diversify their portfolios. And then I've built up you know, a nice book of business on my own over those years. So that's our main customers. And then... To my knowledge, I'm still the only dealer out there that uh, doesn't charge a back-end fee. We feel it's uh, – if I ever issued a sales signal and go to silver and even took 1%, it would be millions of dollars. So, you know, I, I feel very strongly that to stay and give a unbiased opinion when I think a market's topped or bottomed, uh, we just charge a small – fees on the front all below three percent to get in so that's what i try to do is just be a friend of the people out there and get them situated for a percentage of their assets into gold silver platinum palladium and uh, sometimes rhodium but usually just the other four yeah you know w w with that being said you know with 42 years of experience i, I think that would probably classify you as an expert potentially an industry insider. So I guess what I'm saying here is that you have a pretty good pulse on the market and demand you need to, not to mention the fact that you have clients coming to you and 
you know, uh, you're, you're helping them or advising them or, you know, facilitating these different uh, trades. And so, you know, with that being said, uh, the last, you know, six months have been pretty down for precious metals in terms of price. Um, but I was wondering if you can give us some insight as to what this has done for uh, demand for both silver and gold, what you've seen personally, as well as what you've seen uh, kind of in the broader market. Well, the big thing was the, the break in June and July in price. And uh, when you have silver sitting one day at 1690 and a few days later it's in the 1400s, uh, $14 and something, it's a huge drop. I mean, it's like a 12 or 15% drop and uh, of course what happens when you're buying from major wholesalers uh, they're getting their bids hit so they're having to buy a lot of inventory they they may have a bid out there they hope to get three or four thousand silver eagles and they get hit for thirty thousand silver eagles and they have to, to buy that so they'll take uh, someone like me that's uh, a broker and I've played the game of being a market maker I just can help our clients so much more by, you know, searching and finding deals from wholesalers that are have too much of an item. So what happened in June and July, we saw the price tumbling and the premiums. I mean, what I'm selling silver philharmonics for today uh, are about 60 to 70 cents more on the premium than they were just two months ago. And uh, eagles are about... Uh, 50 cents more than the premium I was paying for Silver Eagles uh, two months ago, two and a half months ago. So when all that was going on, I know from experience, uh, it's a it's a bloodbath. I mean, if the stock market dropped 15%, everybody in the, in the industry would say stock market is plummeted. But silver goes down 15%, and we act like it, uh, most people in this industry act like it's, you know, it's nothing that is common. So, you know, we've got to learn to have integrity and call it what it was, and it was a, a big drop. But on the flip side, I would also knew that I got on the phone and talked to some clients and said, here's what's going to happen. I can't tell you the price is going to fly back up, but I can tell you the premium is because these market makers will drop their, what what they'll offer to buy it for, and, and uh that way they give themselves another 15 or 20 cents, 30 cents, and uh, still people hit it. So it's an interesting time, uh, June and July, talking to clients, watching the price fall, and telling them, you know, be ready because the premium's falling also. So if you're a buyer, it's like someone chasing a, a treasury bill and watching the yield go up. And this is the same thing. We're watching it go down, but trying to get an entry point where we were getting a big break on the premium that the amount that I pay the wholesaler and then our markup on top of that. So that was what was going on. And today, as you've read and uh, know all about, is the, you know, this, the U.S. Mint sells out because the wholesalers sell the stuff at discounts and feel that price is bottomed and they go in and start making big orders again for silver rounds, and right now I can tell you, there's not one silver deal that I have on about one, about six or seven sheets on my desk from different wholesalers. There's not what I call one single super deal in silver, not one. So the prices are back, but 
the premium's back, but the price on the spot price has not moved yet. I mean, it looked like it was going to move last week on the short covering, but like I said, it went, we got about 50, 60 cents up and up there around 14.90, and now we're back to 14.35 as we do this interview. Yeah, so this demand, this investment, you know, demand for, for physical silver, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on the sustainability of it? I mean, this is the strongest demand we've seen since, oh, maybe the beginning of 2017 or 2016. It's been it's been a while since we've seen these numbers from the U.S. Mint. You see the very similar numbers uh, from the Perth Mint for both their um, gold and, and silver that they're selling for, uh, you know, the past couple of months. Um, how sustainable is this? And, and what do you see as kind of being... Something that could, um, I guess, help sustain this demand uh, over the, you know, over the next six months, as opposed to it just kind of drying up. Well, I mean, there's a lot of answers to that. I mean, one thing I look at that most people don't talk about is the different timers. I've got numerous clients, big clients and little clients, that buy gold and silver from me because of my price and the service, but they take their buy signals from services. So. What's interesting, you know, I'll get a call from somebody and say, I take this service, and they've said buy silver or gold or sell it. And I've seen that picking up the last four or five weeks. Uh, we're getting more calls, uh, people buying silver and gold off of timing services where they think, just like a, a platinum, for instance, when it hit 756, and it was a buy signal on most technical traders, and now we're up at 8. 817 here in about three weeks so um, you know it works so we get that calls those calls coming in from um, you know from people that are taking their cue from somebody but they're buying it from us and someday they'll call and the other thing you're just seeing um, more and more financial advisors that are getting scared the biggest percentage of them are still calling asset allocation stocks bonds and cash and all that goes up or down together. <laughs> and instead of saying, hey, we're going to put 10% over here in gold and silver, and it could cover all the losses if the stock market takes another 15%, 20% hit. So we've got that happening. And, and, and that is, depending on which kind of financial advisor you're working with and having came up as a licensed financial planner back in the early 70s, uh, you know, I know these people. I know a lot of them very well. I know what they think and talk. And when they decide that their clients need 5% or 10% in metals, that will also help drive it quickly. But you've covered it a lot, Matt, and you know as well as I do, the biggest thing is still the shorts and the leverage that, uh, you know, you see J.P. Morgan with 135 million ounces of deliverable at COMEX, and you leverage that up. You know, a few times, and you're controlling a, you know, you're controlling hundreds, of millions of dollars of silver that's not really existing. So it's, and all that has to happen. But what I think, when it does turn, it's going to be another long move, like we saw from 2000 to 2011. So why wouldn't somebody put a small percentage and build it up into silver in particular right now because it's. It's the closest to mining cost, uh, and there's just hardly any risk in it. But certainly, uh, you can get you can get these companies overdrive it down, and then you you'll get short covering and get a bounce. But uh, 
I remember very much what it looked like when these companies were long from 2000. They weren't shorting silver. They were losing, using silver as collateral to get leverage on more silver. And that's when we saw the price move from what, 3 or $4 up to $47 12 times. And that's what I think will happen again because if all these companies like J.P. Morgan have bought hundreds of millions of ounces of silver, I mean, they're acquiring it. They love acquiring it at this price. It's like Russia and, and uh, China acquiring gold. They're acquiring it for the future. So, But when it does move, then everybody jumps in it, and certainly the leverage off of it does just the opposite of what the shorting does. And I'm very confident that we will see that. I wish I could put a time frame on it, but I don't think it's too far off. Well, that's, I mean, that's really the thing, you know, even uh, uh, when, when it comes to, to the economy, I don't know what you, what your thoughts are on, on, I guess, schools of thought, but, but I've, I've often said that, you know, Austrian economists are really good at predicting what's going to happen. They're just really bad at predicting when, you know, they always yeah. underestimate how long things can run. Um, so, so you're talking about the paper market there and I want to get there for a sec in, in a second here, but um, you also brought up, uh, you know, silver versus gold, which I think is an, an important uh, conversation. I think most um, in investors, uh, financial planners, et cetera, are kind of oblivious to this whole idea of, you know, silver. You know, mostly it's just gold. Let's allocate 10% to gold and the silver is, doesn't even enter into the conversation. Um, so so you said, you know, silver is, is closer to mining costs right now. Uh, but what are your thoughts on uh, the gold to silver ratio? Obviously, it's historically pretty high right now. But but how important is that FA signal for you? Well, for me, it, it's not that big a deal because, you know, I could sit here and make a case for 16 to 1, and I could make it for 32 to 1. I could make it for 50 to 1. I could make it for, you know, up to 80 to 1. And it's really to say anything is going to go back to, 32 to 1 or 50 to 1, the two most numbers I see the most often, I do think that will happen. I, I do think it will happen. And the sentence that you said before I started was, you know, these financial advisors are much more comfortable in gold because central banks own gold. And central banks have been buying gold for the last five years, and not one ounce has been liquidated of central bank gold. Well, certainly you can't, you know, to go buy we got a client by $3 million worth of physical silver, and you go do that and see the weight on it. Of course, it's being stored at a depository, but still, uh, you're going to have that financial advisor talk about gold. And certainly down the road, as cryptocurrencies backed by gold come in, we're already seeing a couple out there in the infancy, and we see others being developed that uh, – you know, we're going to have a, a driving support on gold. So I don't read too much into it. I'm one of these that you can't take historical ratios and say they're going to repeat. I mean, I, I, I think it'll get way down below 80 where it is now. But to get back to 32 to 1, I, did, I don't see it any time in the near future. 50 to 1, if, if silver was able to get going and get to 30 and, Go was at fifteen hundred. Uh, certainly, I would, uh, I could see that happening. Uh, but but going to uh, the, the other ratios, uh, I don't see them happening right now. 
Yeah, you know, you know, you you kind of bring up an interesting thing talking thing there talking about central banks and how they, you know, governments, central banks, how they own a lot of uh, gold. Uh, you have countries like Russia, uh, China, um, Kazakhstan. Recently, it's it's Poland that that I, I think became is the first EU member state to purchase gold uh, since like 1998. You know, crazy. Um, you know how how many central banks are choosing to buy gold now and it used to be the case that silver kind of filled that role as well of course you know since the early 2000s governments don't own a whole lot of silver anymore um certainly not as as really reserved like uh gold but but it's it's interesting i guess to me that that those same investors they will focus a lot on central banks and, and then buying gold and well let's buy what the what the what the big boys are buying but they'll kind of gloss over the fact that like yeah central banks governments are buying a lot of gold but the world's largest commercial bank, or at least you know one of the largest, uh, J.P. Morgan, is is has been hoarding for a long time now a massive amount of physical silver. I mean that's you know that's they're the they're just as big as central banks in, in some ways. You know they are um, establishment like them, and so you know you got to wonder why not silver as well. Um, but but you know moving to I guess J.P. Morgan and, and the paper markets. Uh, you know like you were saying uh, last week Friday. Uh, it, we, we saw some encouraging moves in the silver market. They weren't able to top $15. Gold still uh, around that 1200 I think it was above 1200 at the close on, um, on Friday. But then, of course, Sunday night, Monday morning, overnight, we saw a big crash in, in both markets. And, and we also saw Friday evening uh, the, the commitment of traders report that commercials are now net uh, short again barely you know it's, it's pretty close to neutral uh but i was wondering if you can give me some thoughts on uh your, your thoughts on commitment traders report and how important it is to to your decision making and and kind of what signals you're looking for uh for for a move up or a move down in the future well you look for a trend always you and you talk to uh different people that you trust i mean it's not it's never exactly the way you think because certainly if they, you get real bearish and you see the shorts growing and growing it's you try to say they're going to get they can be 10 percent more shorts or you can say is this neutral right now is going to stop or is it trending around and usually to track those numbers and look at them every friday it's certainly helpful if you see something like we saw from uh, june all the way into september when the price was falling from 1680 down to Fourteen dollars, or a little below. So you look at it, but once again, uh, it's not. I'm not a trader. I'm not uh, trying to. I mean, I, I buy long contracts occasionally when when I feel very popular. That's just myself. I don't mm -hmm. sell those to clients. We're in the physical market. But uh, people like J.P. Morgan that have 135 million ounces registered plus. A lot more. No, you know, we hear different numbers out there, but I have no way of knowing what they own or don't own. But at some point, when you can make money in the futures market as well as in the fiscal market, you can push your own, you know, inventory up. And just think, if you've got a 135 million, you just pushed up ten dollars. Look what kind of money you're talking about. So um, I don't try to get carried away with. Um, the, I, mean, I, I track it. I look at it. I see when it's really getting bad, and it's. And, but then you'll see it turn. You see when it's getting good, and you'll see it turn the other way. But I try not to make a whole lot out of it because uh, I know whenever 
the guys that want to go long, they may not. They may go from short to long, and sometimes they may go from short to neutral to long. So it's just one of these things you got to be ready. And, I mean, some of the – I call it coaching, if not for a better term, is telling people exactly the question you're asking. When do I do it? And I, I tell them, you know, it's hard to do it, but you need to watch the, the commitment of trader numbers yourself because I'm not going to sit here – I'm talking about silver being at thirty to fifty dollars in a time frame of a, a couple, two or three, four years. I'm not trying to see what's going to happen on the next move from fourteen thirty-five to sixteen dollars. So it's just uh, hard. But yes, I do look at them. Well, yeah, I mean, you make a great point there. I mean, this, you know, I think before we even went on air here, we were talking about the move down. This Sunday, but you know, in the whole scheme of things, we look over the past couple of years of silver and, and gold in the, the paper markets. It's moves happen, big moves happen, smashdowns happen, rallies occasionally happen. Um, it, it, but but for those that are buying physical, it doesn't matter a whole lot except for you know, hey, if 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 somebody bought this Monday as opposed to last Friday, I'd say they're buying a couple thousand ounces, you know, one of your clients or something. Then it makes a difference. But you know, even in, even then, in the whole scheme of things, we're talking from. 1430 or 1480 to 30 or 50 yeah that's right. you know that's just 50 cents in the whole scheme right. of things no it's just 50 cents you, did, you didn't make there but but you're right there's gonna come a point though i've been through it twice and it'd be a good when you the premiums go sky high and then the price goes up and when people should be looking for an exit point is when the masses are looking to get in you know it's just a way market psychology works it's all the way it works in any market so that's the sad part is the guy that can't afford it that you know to lose is the one that loses because he waits till the premium price get high and it's moved 20 or 30 percent then he enters it and doesn't get it you know out on time but but the harder is always knowing that um you know you've got uh, you don't know how long these markets are going to go and how quick you know, you're going to see them like 2007 to 11, where silver goes up 92% in one year, 2011. But those days are coming. I wish I could tell you when. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, I've, I've heard it said, you know, if you're going to silver or gold, uh, physical silver and gold, um, the, the money that you're putting into that, uh, you know, prepare to, to sit in that position for, for years, you know, it's uh, you know, people bring up the whole idea of opportunity cost and hey, if you if you had gotten into stocks back in two thousand you know thirteen or whatever, pick a year, um, look at where your money would be at now. And it's it's they make a good point, but it's it's a hedge and it's also a uh, it's a waiting game. You know, like like I said, you know, be prepared to to wait years before. Well, let me say this to your listeners, man. Yeah. It's having been in the financial area and, and really still in it because the people I'm talking with every day. Just think of the price in 2000. <clears throat> the stock market was 16,500, and gold was 256 in, in the year 2000. So here we are now, 18 years later. Gold's at 1200. It's gone from 256 to 1200, even with the $600 per ounce drop that it's had. And the stock market's gone from 16,500. To twenty six thousand, it's up about eighty percent in eighteen years 
while gold's up 440%. Even after the big rise in stocks and the big drop in gold, look, that's the reason people have to buy it, like you said, and hold it. What I just said, just think about it. stock market hasn't even doubled in 18 years, and gold's up four and a half times. So it just tells you the very reason that you said that opportunity cost, you're going to get paid back in a big way. You just got to put it aside and not look at it every day and the prices. And I can guarantee something. Well, I can't guarantee I would bet. I'm betting on it with my own portfolio that uh, I'm right. And we're going to have that $30, $50 silver in not the too distant future. Yeah. And, you know, I should I should clarify for my viewers, you know, I uh, I put a disclaimer in every description of my video. But basically, you know, don't take any of this as financial advice. And and what Tom is advocating for right now, right here is is by no means a 100 percent allocation or portfolio into precious metals. But, you know, with that being said, also keep in mind that that this doesn't have to be a binary discussion. I know stocks or mutual funds are very popular among some financial advisors or investors. Uh, but, you know, there's there's more options out there than just stocks or cash or precious metals or bonds. You know, there's plenty of other investment tools out there that I think uh, just go unnoticed by, by a lot of people. But um, I just wanted to say that real quick, that, that by no means are you saying throw it all into precious metals. No, definitely not. No, I wouldn't do that myself, so I sure wouldn't advise that <laughs> for anybody else. You know, one one of the next big, um, I guess, market events, broader markets, not even just precious metals, uh, coming up here in well, I think a month now from from when we're recording this, is the um, U.S. midterm elections. Now, the rest of the world, uh, I know, maybe the the whole world has a bit more of a U.S. centric focus than than uh, we we do, kind of looking out at the rest of the world and their elections. But you know, it's a big deal. The the midterms elections, even though it's not the presidential elections, it's still I think going to be a big deal for the markets. Um, so, you know, without getting into politics, because I know some people inevitably, if you say Democrats will do good or Republicans will do, they think you're making a political statement, which you're not. But, you know, I'll, do you think that it's a, it's, it's, it's a, um, I guess I'll start with this. Um, what are the, you know, the two scenarios that we're seeing right now, either Republicans holding on to the, the Congress, you know, uh, both House and the Senate, or even, yeah, yeah, both of them. Uh, the other scenario being Democrats taking at least one of those, either the House or the Senate. Um, how do you think those two outcomes will affect uh, kind of the broader markets, but especially uh, precious metals? Well, I mean, I think it, it continues to fight. And uh, if, the, if the Democrats did take one or the other, it's going to be uh, about raising taxes and compromise. And uh, it's going to draw things out. And certainly the deficit is going to continue to skyrocket. I mean, even under President Trump, the deficit has worsened dramatically, uh, thinking that you get low unemployment and you get more people paying taxes. Eventually, you know, the taxes go up and start cutting in the deficit. But unfortunately, that's not happening. And really, uh, even though I'm for tax cuts and paying the least amount I can, I also realize you can't grow the size of government at the annual rate we're growing it and not have deficits. We're going to have deficits even if tax revenues go up. So it, it, it's hard from that standpoint. But the thing that when it tips the scale, when you're talking to major money managers like I do, they're concerned about interest rate hikes. And then if you try to put that in the political arena, uh, say the Fed does go up another quarter percent in December, 
Well, you're going to have some of these treasuries up near 3% that were below 1% two or three years ago, and who's going to risk buying a dividend stock in the stock market when they can make 3% on a government-issued, uh, government-backed investment? And that's one of the things that you see when stock markets, when the stock market has problems is when interest rates come up and then, you know, things like treasuries that have been making hardly nothing start making a decent return of 2.5%, and uh, CDs get up now to 2.5%, 3% for the first time in years. And that's what's going to be the downfall of the stock market. I have this coming from many different advisors that are looking at metals to do that. So it's not just political. It's the Federal Reserve. you got to throw that in there. Certainly if the Republicans keep control of both of them, uh, they're going to keep you know their their agenda. But once again, just go to that usdebtclock.org and, 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 and watch the deficits fly up. And another point just to make before your next question is if you look at the amount of, of uh, money created since 2007 to today has been 8 or 9% per year, the, the, the amount of gold and silver out there is, is half price if you look at the amount of money created. Uh, it's, you've got all this extra money out there in the M3, M2 money supply, and, and we, we're not able to print gold at 8 or 9% gain per year. So that's another thing. When the rubber band does break, both for gold and silver, it's going to be a quick rise. And that's the reason people need to be buying when the price has very little risk instead of waiting till premiums go up and, and, and you see uh, the risk come back after gold and silver escalate to a point. So there's a lot going on out there. Yeah, you know, you you bring up the, uh, the 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 increase in the money supply, and you know, I'm kind of of the opinion. It's it's been said for a long time now. I don't hear it said too often anymore. But I'm kind of of the opinion that yeah, the the money supply has been inflated, but those dollars are, you know, we can say, uh, hiding somewhere, right? Whether it's overseas in in foreign reserves or something. And uh, you know, I think with a weaker and weaker dollar, you, you see those dollars return and. In turn, you see, you know, inflation return. All of a sudden that, you know, QE, you know, we didn't get hyperinflation. You guys were wrong that prediction all along. Well, you know, those dollars are still there. I mean, they're slowly actually being destroyed through, you know, quantitative tightening, but at a very slow pace. But uh, those dollars are still out there. You know, that, that money supply that's been created since um, since uh, the financial crisis. It's still out there. It's just a matter of, you know, when it comes home. Right, exactly. And that's another thing people don't understand about stock markets. You have... You, you, I say today it's worth uh, $100 billion worldwide. It's, it's, I think it's $77 billion, uh, trillion, excuse me, $77 trillion worldwide is the value of the, of the world stock markets. And what people don't realize, if everybody in the world wanted to sell their stock today, they couldn't get $77 trillion because as soon as 2% of the stocks were sold, the bids would start flying down. And if people sit and think about what I just said, remember, the only time your stock is worth the thing you're looking at is when you've liquidated it and put it into a money market or a CD or whatever you've done with it, gold or whatever. But just remember, you get 2% of stock people wanting to liquidate a stock. The price 
goes down. It's no longer worth $77 trillion. It just starts going down, and the more people liquidate, the further down it goes, and that money just disappears into the abyss. If the stock market went down 10%, that's $7.7 trillion of what you call a mirage of money that really doesn't exist. And that's, that's how we get these big drops in the stock market when they happen, and that's how we get into markets like we have now where they're going way up, but people don't look back and remember what I said earlier. stock market hadn't even doubled in 18 years, while gold's gone up four and a half times. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say there about those, you know, those rapid crashes. I, I don't remember who it was that uh, who was bringing this idea up, but you know, the the stock market is is the markets in general are always evolving in, in this digital age, and and what they look like today looks vastly different from what they looked like ten years ago. And and one of the big things has been the the increase in high frequency trading and how much that gives the markets of the appearance of being very liquid. Uh, and and I you know somebody had 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 brought up you know interesting scenario where you have these these algorithms these high frequency trading systems computers whatever that yeah. are ultimately run by humans but but you know the computers do the trading um, you know what happens if if we have an event you know whatever that event is if it's a crash if it's whatever um, and the 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 algorithms um, simply are shut off because the, the 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 humans that ultimately have the kill switch on them um, just decide that you know. I don't know how to trade this. I'm going to shut it down for a bit, you know, whatever. Um, all of a sudden, you, you have a market that is, you know, a tenth as liquid as it was uh, a, a couple hours prior. And, Amen. And, and yeah, and, and you have exactly what you're talking about, this, this you know, flash crash where, where maybe it's not so much just high-frequency traders selling or buying on signals. Maybe it's just that they get shut down altogether, and all of a sudden we have a, uh, an organic market again, and, and traders just don't know what to do at that point. That's correct. It's exactly what we're doing. But all we can do is, you know, keep keep going and keep uh, reading and educating people like you're doing. And you know, we I think the public will come around and start getting a percentage of metals. But you know, it, it's just so few. I was with a group this past weekend and uh, asked them how many people there had ever owned gold and silver, and it was like uh, out of 20 people in the meeting, there were like two. And we just got, you know, we always hear numbers, maybe 2% of Americans on go, maybe it's one and a half. I, I really don't know. I have no way of knowing that. But the point is, it's um, there's a lot of people out there that need to be in metals with a small part of their assets that aren't. And that's what I appreciate what you do is educating people and helping them take care of their finances without the saying and doing crazy things. Just look at it from common sense of diversification into different areas of investments and not all your eggs in one basket. And that's what I appreciate about the service you bring to the market. Well, thank you. I mean, I think that's something that we have in common. You know, before I went on air, I said, you know, uh, I, I, part of the reason why I wanted you on is because you talk intangibles, not just assets, but also uh, you know, the, the ideas that you're talking about. It's not hypotheticals. It's not what ifs or what if the sky's falling or what, you know, it's just, let's look at the facts. Let's look at the fundamentals and it, you don't need to, to to have all these other theories, all these other ideas thrown into the to the mix. You can just look at the fa the facts, the fundamentals, and still make a strong case uh, for precious metals. So, um, it, yeah, it, it, it's great that that we have that in common. You know, I, I know you need to go, you need to get running pretty soon here. 
Um, I, I had one, uh, well, two questions here real quick to f finish up here. First of all, um, at uh, Cloud um, Hard Assets, uh, for my viewers, you know, what type of viewer would, would your services appeal to? Because I know a lot of my viewers are into physical, whether it's uh, stored offsite or oftentimes, you know, in, in their own possession. Uh, but, but what type of, you know, give an idea of your average client that might also be watching uh, this video. Well, I think you, you have, mainly we, I've always felt like buying 20 ounces of silver uh, for 300 something dollars deserves service and respect. Just like the guy buying with millions that we've we've had many of those over the years, uh, but I just feel you know feel that we're here with a very low markup, below three percent, and on the front end, nothing on the back end. We ship it to them free. We arrange storage at the lowest storage rate in the world if they want to leave it uh, in a Comex warehouse or or any other warehouse. Uh, they just need to call us to go over that. So. Uh, that's the kind of a client that appeals is anybody wanting to get a good fair price on any metal and get it delivered free and have it brokered on the back end free. So I pretty much appeal to everybody. It's uh, anybody that wants to do that. You know, I was uh, I was talking to a woman that I know the other day, and she was talking about she, she's considerably older than I am, and she's, I don't know, her 50s or something like that, and her husband um, – He's retiring or something from from a, a company that is now getting bought out. Basically, there's a large um, retirement package that he is getting, basically in a, a lump sum. And she didn't give me all the details, but she's you know it's it's large because she said it was you know tens of thousands larger than they originally expected. So it's a lot of you know a lot of money for for I think them and. Uh, um, you know, she's, uh, the question that they're up to now is where to put it. And, you know, their, their bank or their financial advisors trying to sell them some sort of annuity. And, and they're like, well, what can we do with other, you know? So, I mean, a, I'm absolutely going to recommend your, um, your services to them because she, you know, she owns a small amount of physical silver, but, but B, you know, I think this type of situation, your, your type of services absolutely, um, do appeal to, to a lot of people that, that are looking for an alternative to, just the traditional, not not to say they can't still have them, but the traditional 401k or the traditional uh, non-precious metals IRA or something of, of, of that uh, flavor. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, I guess that was kind of my, you know, I wanted to give my viewers a sense that you're not just uh, in it for the, uh, the, the millionaires, the people looking to buy tens of thousands of ounces that, that even they can, uh, you know, take up some of your time and ask you some questions. Um, yeah, let's call her 800 number and uh, Dan been with me over t uh, nearly 25 years and Kathleen's been trading for seven years so you know, or myself so you've talked to any one of the three ones that talk to uh, people about it we would uh, be happy to talk to them they can just call you know get on cloudhardassets.com or call us at 800 247 2812. Sweet. All right. So I'll put that in the description and then also your website. Um, and then you're also on YouTube a little bit, right? Yeah, I'm on YouTube uh, just about every week. Uh, uh, post the show just about weekly, probably 45 weeks of the year. So you can go in there and, and, and see it. Sometimes it's under FTM Daily or Steve St. Angelo, some of the guys that have regular YouTube stuff. So, But, uh, but yeah, you can find me pretty easy. All right, great. Yeah, I'll put both of those in the description. So follow the money and then uh, SRS Rock Corp. Those both in the yeah. description. Check them out. Subscribe to them. Both of the channels are, are great. 
um, and, and, and Tom's uh, work and, and commentary is just kind of a, an added bonus to, to the stuff they already have. But uh, well, I, I, like I said, you got to go. So I guess we'll wrap this up pretty quick here. Um, once yeah. again, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. And I, it would be my pleasure to have you on at some point again in the future. Absolutely. We'll get the market moving here. Just give me a call. I'll be happy to do it again. Sounds great, Tom. Have a great day. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye.